0: Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right.
1: Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. First off, if you like this content that's coming to you, go hit that subscribe button. It means a lot. I'm not going to go through the normal intros that I always do because I got some people, uh, you know, from uh, from the other side. I'm going to call them brothers from another man. Uh, my boys Seth and Chris from the Horns Down podcast. Now I know, I know, Texas fans. It pains you to hear me say horns down, but these some good fellas, man. We're going to kick it off and have a nice little talk today about OU and Texas going to the SEC. What's up, guys? What's, What's up, up, man? What's up? How you doing? How you doing? Man, I'm good, man. Blessed and highly favored, and thanks for you guys for coming, man. Uh, let's just get into it, man. Uh, how does OU in Texas play uh, – well, does OU and Texas play, guys, in the 2022 season? What's the time frame, guys? What do you guys think?
0: Well, I'll, I'll actually uh, chime in on this. I I would say there's about a 95% chance, in my opinion, there's about 95% chance that OU and Texas are in the SEC, like in SEC play next season, 2022. I think, I think everything has just moved way too fast. Obviously, this has reportedly been in the works now for six plus months. So it's it, with with especially with the news. I think the news that gave me the most confidence in saying that is uh, a couple days ago that I saw. Maybe it was a day ago that um, the money that ESPN still owes. Texas for for uh the LHN contract
1: 160 million
0: Yeah, they're going to use that. The OU Texas is going to use that money to help the buyout from the Big 12. So I mean if, if they're already talking that if we're already hearing that as the public it's, a wrap. it's it's I don't I don't see the Big 12 beyond 2021 including OU and in Texas, but maybe that's just me, but
1: Hey so, man, Seth, I'm going to tell you something. When I read that when I read that about the 160 million, man, and I'm thinking to myself, is Texas going to help OU get out the Big 12? <laughs>
2: are we going hey. to use this to, to help you guys get out the Big 12 too? <laughs> yeah. You know, you know I, what, what, I, what I would say is, is that, um, you know, a lot of people have been thinking about this in, in terms of numbers. Uh, You know, I think, it's well publicized that the two ways that they can get out is obviously what Seth said, and then the next way is just hell, just wait it out and see. The Big Twelve could dissolve tomorrow. I think you know today is just has kind of been a long day for everybody because we're just waiting to see what uh, the, the SEC does. How do they, how do they respond? So I mean, you're OU and Texas really pulled everybody's card in the Big Twelve, and they and they basically just said like, hey, we're out see you guys, you guys do good on your own. So, I mean, I think that they do play in 2022 at worst 2023, but I think in 2022, they will be playing um, an SEC schedule simply because, I mean, you have um, ESPN and, and back channels basically putting pressure, not only on, I mean, they're putting pressure on everybody, Fox sports, uh, the big 12, the SEC, because they want this to happen. When you hear the, uh, when you hear that they're willing to renegotiate a $3 billion deal with the SEC for TV rights, That's come bad. on. Now. Come on now. What, 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 what does that say to you?
1: It says that it's about to happen
2: next year, man. I'm with you, Chris. And, at the and, and, label and my, my, my last, my last point, I just want to point out is that it's not Texas helping. Oh, you OU. Oh, you <laughs> OU, <okay? laughs> Right. just want to get that out there. All All right. on, man. Hey. Okay,
1: Both brands, both brands standing on their own, right? We could do whatever we want. Both brands could, but we just, it always is better when Texas and OU are playing against each other or in the yeah. same comp. It just makes sense, man. Like, you know, you guys are our biggest rival. You know, we're you guys' biggest rival. Texas A&M thinks they're our biggest rival, but they're not. You guys are. Pretty sure, you know, like Okie State thinks that they're you guys' biggest rival. It's not. We all know when we get down to the Cotton Bowl, man, the old Cotton Bowl, and that stadium is split half and half, that is the rivalry between these two schools, man. But, yeah, I'm with you guys, man. 2023 at the latest, at the latest. Too much money to be involved, right? Uh, Even with the SEC, if Texas and OU goes over there, man, there's a chance that, Every team in the SEC can make 70 million dollars from a split. 70 million, like upwards to 70 million. That's a lot of money. That's 15 million more than what these teams are making now, right? So, you know, money talks and BS walks, right? So everybody wants this to happen. We got the money with the with the failing channel that we got. To, I'm gonna admit the Longhorn <laughs> Network is not what it should have been, right? You know, it's 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 not what Texas fans thought that it was going to be, but it was a trailblazer to kind of start the SEC network, the ACC network, you know, it was basically the first thing that was there. And people said, this sucks from it. Let's take that out of it and let's make this network. But they do owe us a lot of money on it. And if we can, like, leverage that money to get into the SEC, that's perfect, man.
2: I would say but, that the, um, best, the best thing about the Longhorn network is, is turning directly to that channel after a tough loss for Texas. <laughs> I've seen Ricky Williams. Oh, Chris, Ricky you pulled punches. Look, look, seeing Ricky Williams on there with his his helmet of a head go this way and that way in confusion is is priceless. Look, oh, I would, man, I was, I would pay Ricky, money man. for them to keep the Longhorn Network simply <laughs> right there. I'm just don't saying. Be like that, don't <laughs> be talking about Ricky like that, right? <laughs> man. Don't be talking about Ricky like that.
1: Hey, man, but this is staying with the Big 12 talk, man. You know, so what happens to the rest of the Big 12, right? So we know Texas know you has gone by 2022, 2023 at the latest. What happens to the rest of the Big 12?
2: You know, I, I Seth, I'm going to jump in here. I think yep. it's really interesting because, uh, you know, i talked to some people, uh, you know, especially my uncle about this, I and mean, he seemed like we talk every day about this whenever I get a lunch break. But, God, dog, the Big 12 is in disarray. I mean, the American Athletic Conference, they want – they want to come and get teams. The Pac-12 is yeah. trying to poach teams. The Big Ten is trying to poach teams. Um, you know, I, I feel like one of the things that people should know is that um, you know people have linked Texas Tech with the Pac-12, which I mean, I guess that could work. They've linked OSU oh, with yeah. it. You, it doesn't work because of the times, you know. You have to tell like I know a lot of OSU fans that really I really went in on it on, on Twitter as far as like, hey, we don't want 9 a.m. games and we don't want to play at uh 10 10 p.m. games as well. Nobody's gonna watch that, you know? And I think another interesting fact about the Pac-12 is that Baylor teams like Baylor and TCU have been linked to them, but I think it correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Pac, the Pac-12 has something in their bylaws about religious schools being affiliated yeah. with the Pac-12. Yeah. So that's a point to definitely not overlook. But when you look at it, you're you're saying that, I mean, you're probably looking at OSU, Iowa State uh, and Kansas. Kansas. State. You're looking at yeah. Baylor, TCU and uh, K-State possibly going to the, either the American, the uh, Mountain West. I mean, there's all types of stuff, uh, you know, out there about them. And as far as Texas Tech, I really don't know, but you know, yeah. Seth, maybe you have a better, uh, you know, idea of where where most of those teams go.
0: I mean, if 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 all if, if we're going to assume that the the eight teams that are in the Big Twelve that aren't part of this, you know, a Big Twelve to SEC deal like OU and Texas are, if we're to assume that those teams are going to stay at the Power five level, it's not going to be I, – I, in my opinion, I don't think we're going to stay at five. I think we're going to eventually shift to four super conferences. Um, and But how how they divide up from there, I've heard the, a lot of uh, like Texas Tech to Pac-12 as far as like that's kind of like a lot of people are kind of making that fit, and I don't know. We'll see. It, it it's, it's definitely going to be a challenge. It's going to be like – it's going to be kind of like the same thing as like West Virginia and being in the big 12 in my opinion. Yeah. Then we obviously, I think West Virginia is a natural fit if they're going to leave uh, for the ACC. Um, and then the only two teams that I'm I'm confident in saying that they would like fit in in the Big Ten, as far as like kind of like at least from an athletic standpoint, whether it's football or basketball, is uh, Iowa State and Kansas. But in Kansas, obviously for the the basketball program, because we all know what they are in football. But um, the team that I'm mostly worried about out of all of this is honestly Kansas state because I don't know if they're valuable enough in really any athletic program from an athletic program's standpoint. And and, I mean, it just, it just doesn't seem like there's a really natural kind of slam dunk fit for them. And then in this, at this, on like the other end of the spectrum with Oklahoma state, I don't know if there's a natural fit, but they're they're on the opposite end of Kansas state spectrum where I feel like they are very valuable as an athletic program. You know, very solid football, basketball, baseball, softball, etc. But just geographically, they're going to be—I feel like—they're going to be kind of an outlier wherever they end up, since it's not going to be in the SEC. Uh, at least not with a uh, ninety anytime soon, unless they want to expand beyond sixteen. Which, I, even if they do that, I feel like SEC is just going to look east instead of further. West or another Oklahoma team. So those are th- those are kind of my thoughts on what what might happen. And, and like y'all brought up, you know, TCU and Baylor being like the private religious schools. I don't really know where they fit either. I mean, I know a lot of people wouldn't care if uh, Baylor just kind of <laughs> fell off the face of the planet, drop you know, <laughs> a <cliff> somewhere. <laughs> that's kind of
2: that's, just kinda, that's hey.
0: probably the school that a lot of people aren't too worried about unless they're Baylor fans. But uh, <laughs> everyone else, I, I don't know.
1: Seth, I was going to say random. Poor Dave Miranda he just got yeah. the job, you know, got so, a got a nice raise to go over there, and then the conference disbands, and he's already at Baylor. That's one that's one strike, and then there's no conference the next year. You know, it, it's it's just crazy over there, man. I, I feel really bad for him to be. Honest. Yeah, he he, he seems like before. a good guy. Hey,
2: yeah. hear me hear me out on this. All right, right? State to the Sun Belt Conference. <laughs> No, we, and, come on. Conference USA and, at least. And, hey, Conference hey, USA, hey, USA, hey least. I got one more. Hear me out on this. Hear me out on this. <laughs> Kansas to the Big Ten for every sport except for football. Exactly. Football, football <laughs> they go to the FCS. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> magic. I mean, there's I'm like big, look, I think everybody wins in that situation.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's like some uh there's like a slight precedent for something like that, because I know I think it's in I don't know if it's still going on. But I know at some point in wrestling, North Dakota State uh, wrestling was in the Big 12. But, you know, obviously they're an FCS football team. Yeah. So maybe we could see something, something like that. where Yeah, they just leave Kansas basketball and, you know, some other sports at the Division one, like one a level. And then just leave yeah. football. I don't know. They might even be lead better than football. football. Like honestly, I don't, <laughs> not, and I, you know, Lance Lance Leipold, I think's a good coach. They just got him this after all the less miles drama that happened this offseason, which seems like forever ago. When we got all this going on, you know, in the last week. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't see Kansas football being uh, worth, uh, you know, moving a bunch of big pieces. Right.
1: For a long time. Yeah, I'm with you. So, you know, um, you know, the whole Texas Tech thing, this is what gets me. Uh, Texas Tech going to the to the Pac-12, you know, is that going to happen? I don't know if that's really going to happen because, you know, the Pac-12 is really big on the academic side of the house. Right. They're really big on the academic side of the house. And Texas Tech, you know, nothing against them. I got friends who went to Tech. But when you start to stack it up against USC and a Cal Berkeley and a Stanford, you know, (laughs) something. One of these is not like the other, right? But I can see it fitting, too, because Texas Tech, just a little bit of Texas market that is there. You know, California is going to try to get whatever's left over from the SEC, right? Because now the SEC has – the whole Texas market, you know, with the South, I mean, they're going to get East Texas, they're going to get Dallas, Austin, they're going to get Houston, Um but any little bit of peace, like if Texas State has a small smidgen, the Pac-12 can come in and scoop that up. But as far as I, like the academic side of the house, I just don't know if the Pack is going to really want them to come to the conference just because of the academics. Oklahoma State's tricky though. I think Oklahoma State would be a nice fit for them if they want to have that eleven o'clock time slot, right? That's one thing that the pac Packers miss right now. They don't have any eleven o'clock time slots because of the way that the games are, right? Right. So I was in, um, I was in Cali, you know, for four years, and I remember watching games starting at nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> they would end at six o'clock in the afternoon, right? Like, like they were done. Like every <laughs> game was done. Mine is like the Pac-12 after dark game that nobody wanted to watch, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, so like, like, like all the games, dude, where it was like 9 o'clock in the morning and 6 at night, and I was like still able to go out with the wife, go party, go get something to eat, whatever we want to do. But they are missing that 11 o'clock time slot. And if they get a team like, you know, like um, Okie State, they can have somebody in that time slot every, every other week, you know, so that can increase their revenue because their, their network is failing.
2: Like they're, but, they're working hard, but who is gonna, champions? Oh, OSU. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't <laughs> believe that their uh, president got up there and, and really gave that speech. Like, well, we have a historic run of championships, but, and we're not proactively seeking teams. I was like, yes, you are. But I don't, <laughs> like I, don't nec- yeah, I don't necessarily <laughs> think that OSU fans would be happy about letting they kick off, you know, weekly. Every week, you know, they definitely enjoy their tailgating down there. Um, I would say, staying in that same topic, y'all, can we not put a uh, place all of the blame squarely on the shoulders of Bob Bowlesby? I know a lot of people want to, you know, say, oh, well, nobody gets excited about seeing, oh, you play K-, uh, K State. Who cares about Texas, you know, playing? Uh, Kansas and Iowa State and those teams. Granted, Iowa State is relevant this year, and we all agree on that. But mm-hmm. you know, I think Bob Bowlesby, he 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 missed it. He missed his yeah. chance years yeah. and years ago. You had teams like Florida State who who expressed interest. You had uh, the whole state of freaking Florida almost. You had a bunch of those teams like South Florida, um, uh, UCF, BCF, not UCF even just Florida. Of- he bought this it. Yeah, you had teams out there, Louisville. Louisville, um, yeah. Yeah, you oh, had man. you know, you had you had people calling for BYU to come in. And granted, there was a lot of presidents who were like, No, let's not do this. But I know David Bourne was he, he was really, really proactive and and requesting, you know, trying to get those teams. Bob Bosby. I would say that the blame falls squarely on his shoulders because he missed several chances to improve this league and not only with those teams. We can say what we want to say about South Florida. We can say what we want to say about UCF. However, getting into those regions for recruiting and TV exposure and and all other types of uh, you know, financial avenues, you really missed your chance back in the, back then to really show OU and Texas that hey, we're trying to make an effort, but you got to work with us. OU is, yeah. I feel like, granted, you know, I feel like we have more tradition than Texas, but uh, OU. Uh, OU, OU has, <laughs> has the, I would say the, you know, the blue collar worker, you know, the that that lunch pill type of let's work our way to success and we want to show you every the path, okay? Texas has always been arrogant because they got money. Okay so we, we got, got the, the, money. We the, Joneses, the money. We the <laughs> Joneses baby. We the Joneses. <laughs> but I feel like Bob Bosby, though, he really missed his chance to make a mark uh back in the day. Back when we were all in our uh you know uh late teens, early teens, uh hell getting through college or whatever what we were doing, you know? It, it he missed his mark.
1: He definitely yeah. did, man. Not getting that Florida market. I mean Hey, it was staring us right there in the face. Like UCF wanted to be in the conference, you you know South Florida wanted to be in the conference. I mean, it was right there in our face, screaming, "Come get me!" Not getting Louisville, like you said, Chris. Come on, man. Like Louisville, I mean, they're they're actually doing really well in the ACC. They had a Heisman Trophy winner, you know. You know, they played some good ball over there, man. So you know, just imagine if we would have had a Louisville, and you know, you get a Lamar Jackson in the conference. And you have him doing this thing. I mean, it just brings so much more excitement to the conference. And he totally botched it, man. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what he was doing, what he was drinking, whatever. But he botched the whole situation when it came to expanding the Big 12. How about you Steph? What you think? All right. So, <laughs> guys, one quick question, man. Now, I've been hearing a lot of this from the SEC folks. You know, I'm from SEC country. I was born and raised in Shreveport, Louisiana. My mom's a diehard LSU fan. My wife's from Alabama. She's Alabama. She roll tides all day long. They say roll tide for every damn thing. Like They see each other <laughs> roll tide. I'm like, man, come on, man, get on with that. Both of my sister-in-laws went to Alabama. My nieces graduated from Alabama, both of them. Um, and they're all telling me Texas and OU are over their heads when it comes to being in the SEC. And my first thought on that was y'all said the same thing about Missouri. You said the same thing about Texas A&M. <laughs> and they came in and wrecked y'all lead for the first three years.
2: First, <laughs> cool. yeah. first off, first off, all right, I'm going to take off for Texas fans right here. Don't come in here speaking that Jimbo Fisher bull crap. Jimbo <laughs> Fisher, outside <laughs> of that year with Jameis Winston, those two years, he's a notorious eight and five coach. Okay. Eight <laughs> and five. He is, I think 29 and 10, uh, uh, in the past three seasons at, um, at Texas A&M, the only good year he has had is a COVID year and they still weren't the good COVID enough to the playoffs. <laughs> and I t- I'm i telling you now, I know, I know for a fact, there were t- uh, coaches on that. Um, there were, um, excuse me, there were voters on that panel. As far as the college playoff, looking at OSU seriously, uh, no, taking them extremely seriously, basically saying, like, hey, they could jump Texas a They are playing the best football out of any, anybody right now. They're the hottest team in America. Okay. Yeah. So, but with that said, I don't think OU and Texas are over their head. You got to look at it. You know Bama's going to be a juggernaut. Okay. So Bama's going to be that one team that you say, all right, well, you say that about Florida and Georgia every year. All right, if they want to make the playoff, they got to beat Bama in that championship game. But here's the deal, and here's what people have to understand. The SEC has always been top heavy. You have Bama, Georgia, Florida, and LSU. Okay? Now you can throw in Texas A&M. But one, Texas A&M is going to take a cut. Okay, they're going to take a cut in recruiting. they are going to take a a cut in in a lot of different areas because OU and Texas are back. Second of all, when you start looking at teams like uh, you look at LSU, LSU is likely going to be on probation for a whole bunch of infractions that they've had. And they may be minor infractions, but LSU is taking a hit. That was a great year that they had. But we don't really know what Ed Orgeron is as a coach. He had a great year. He had a terrible year what is this year going to be?
1: That was light in team. the bottle, man. That was light exactly. in the bottle. That was uh, that was the passing game coordinator from the Saints who came and, and revamped that offense. And now that he left, that
2: team ain't nothing on the offense. Exactly. So now, I mean, they're on their fifth leg and uh, their fifth wheel with quarterbacks. But then when you look at Georgia, you're saying to yourself time and time again, and Seth, you know where I'm going with this. Kirby <laughs> Smart is not that smart. We don't know what he's <laughs> going to do with that team, all right? He's just like Coach Gundy. He will not give the reins up to the offense. Todd Monkin has came in there, and Jesus, I mean, he's supposed to be the second coming of Jesus with the offense. But I'm just going to say this. I'm not a big believer in JT Daniels, and with them losing uh, George Pickens Jr., I think that that is a huge loss that nobody's talking about. I get that you have – Two uh, monsters of tight ends, but at the same time, who everybody's not going to be scared of you running a twin package with them. You have a great backfield of, of, of a plethora of running backs. But at the same time, we know the constant result in Georgia. Great recruiting. No results on the field. Um, and then Florida, Seth. I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna let you go. But with Florida, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Hey, we gotta just be Florida. Y'all pouring down, dude. Hi, Dan. That was bad. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. For for people who are questioning of whether or not OU and Texas are in over their heads going into the SEC grind, uh, I think they'll be surprised and I think it's going to be like you said, like that's a good point when you bring up about uh, like Missouri and Texas A&M and how they did in their first few years into the SEC, you know, they definitely uh, surprised a lot of people because they weren't even that good, you know, in the the last few years that they were in the big 12. You know, I know Missouri had some good years, but that was in like 2008, 2007, uh, whenever they were like last, like a legit threat in the big 12 and then, as soon as they get to the SEC, they're, like, in the SEC championship game in back-to-back years. Same with, you know, a yeah. you know, and they, they, Like you said, Johnny Football is shocking the nation, beating Alabama in Tuscaloosa and, you know, doing everything he did. So I think we'll see something similar to that as far as OU in Texas. And especially with OU, just speaking, since I'm more familiar with the OU side of things and what, what OU's working with, um, and I'm obviously we're a year away at least from, like, CBS. So a lot of things are going to be different. You know, we probably won't have Spencer Rattler and a bunch of other people, but with what Lincoln Riley has built, you know, going into now his, what is this his like fourth season or fifth season, I guess now um, as a head coach, and then what Alex, Alex Grinch is building on defense. This is a this is a team that can and will compete with the best of the best, and yeah, the SEC I, it is the best conference overall. Their their middle of the road teams are no better than a lot of other power five middle of the road teams. They're they're very top heavy and yeah, Alabama's the king. I'll give them that. Yeah. Georgia's got a great defense. Uh, you know, Florida they, they can be good whenever you know whenever they don't use their scout team. Uh, you know, just you know LSU you know had that one amazing year. Yeah, that might have been arguably the best college football season from a team we've ever seen. Maybe. Yeah. So it's I'll give them all that, but. You know those uh, a schedule isn't made up of twelve of those kind of games, and that's where we, you know, I think a lot of SEC people are. They see what OU's done in the playoffs and against you know Alabama and Georgia and LSU, and they they say, oh, that's what they're going to do. You know, they just get fall flat on their face. They're going to get blown out, but that they'll play that kind of level of opponent twice, maybe twice a year, maybe, maybe three times if they get to the SEC championship game. But everything else is very winnable. Same goes for for Texas. Like, and I mean, we've seen Texas. They especially under Tom Herman, he rose up every time. They
1: beat he, the SEC. They go they, in and they, beat Georgia. You know, yeah, beat they go in and beat the most high potent offense the SEC has ever seen in Missouri. Yeah. You shut them down. Yeah. You know, so we like one we've of the, seen What can happen?
0: Yeah, I, I would argue that Texas probably gave LSU. You know, back in twenty nineteen, maybe it's maybe it's toughest game. For sure, out of anybody that whole season, you know that came down to the wire. So we, I mean, it's 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 different when when leagues start playing other leagues, especially when you know you're not familiar with your opponent. Like and being in the Big Twelve, teams just you, after several years, you just know the opponent. Like coaches just build a familiarity with their opponents, and that you know it's it's going to be different. So yeah, like OU and Texas are going to have to do that for all their opponents. They're all going to be new to them, and mostly. It goes both ways. And I I think that's why we're going to see a relative amount of success, at least right out of the gate. Like it's definitely not going to be some situation where they're, you know, going six and six or seven and five and just struggling, struggling to get to a bowl game. Like it's there's going to be some some uh, raised eyebrows on uh, the Paul Feinbaum show and whatnot. You know, people are like, wait (laughs) "Wait, wait a minute. What are we watching here? You know, but
1: they're they're coming. Yeah. Hey, man, I totally agree with you, because. You know first off it's not gonna be six and six because the SEC schedules north south eastern direction school for three games a season so we're gonna get the northern northern illinois mountain west to the to the north dakota state school the first game of the season and then after that we're gonna get South Dakota AM somebody for the second the game prior to the the game prior to the, you know our game we're we'll probably be playing against Lamar or somebody I mean that's what AM did two years ago but you know, hey, I agree with you guys, man, because when you start to look at just a middle, you know, pack, you got Ole Miss, you got Mississippi State, you got Vanderbilt, the old old Vanderbilt. Right? You know, come on, you got you got Missouri, you got South Carolina. I mean, these are you got Kentucky that's good every now and then, but usually they're not that good. I mean, you're talking about Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. God don't even, I forgot Tennessee. That's how bad Tennessee's been. I just named off, we just named off seven teams, seven out of the 14 original teams in that conference that are, let's just keep it real. mm -mm, mm -mm. You know what I'm (laughs) saying? And so, you know, I hate hearing people say this SEC gauntlet. It yes, it is the toughest conference because it's the most top heavy conference. You do have your Bama's, and as long as Nick Saban's there, Bama's going to be on a roll. It is what it is. You do have LSU who is hit or miss, but one thing about LSU, they're going to always bring a good defensive line and a, and a good, like, O-line, so they're always going to be really good at, like, just straight, like, in the trenches. Georgia's always good, but they just can't get to the next step, right? They're, like, can't get right, right? So, they like, they can get up there to the top, but they can't cross it, right? And then after that, Florida's hit or miss, too, just over, like, the past, like, honestly, five or six years, they've been hit or miss. And So, yeah, it is Bama, and Bama's been carrying the weight over there for the longest. It is what it is. We all know it. And uh, it just is what it is. But I also think that Texas and OU are going to do really well um, for these first couple years because now with this announcement that both teams are going to the SEC, this is going to essentially close the borders here in Texas, man. Yeah. Because now – These kids who don't want to go to College Station, right, they can say, oh, I can go to OU or Texas. You know, like I can still go and still play in the SEC. And, like, I don't have to go to Bama, and I don't have to go to LSU. My mom can still drive to see all my games and then a couple games in-state also, like A&M. And, you know, so this gives opportunity for Texas to close the borders, you know, to where it's it's only going to be – Texas, Texas A&M, and OU feeding off this Texas talent. And there's enough talent in that state to go around. And you won't have, in my opinion, as many kids jumping ship to go to Alabama, going to Florida, you know, going to Ohio State that comes in and takes all the talent that they want out of Texas. you know, Because we simply just don't play the talented teams like, like they do. So us going straight into the SEC allows us to close those borders just a little bit more. And mm-hmm. it, it's going to cause us to keep the talent there. Which
2: is gonna make the transition for us a lot easier than what people think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would I would definitely just to piggyback on Seth's point first. Um you you gotta think, it's a difference having a month to prepare for a Lincoln Riley offense with a mm-hmm. terrible defense. Three days. <laughs> but now you got yeah, three days to prepare for a yeah. Lincoln Riley offense. <laughs> And then Grinch is coming out there with a system that's going pretty fast. If yeah, if Sark brings that that structure that we've talked about time and time again, Seth to uh, Texas, and especially if he get if he's given enough time to get the athletes that he wants in there, um, I mean you're you're talking. To, he just had the most explosive offense in the nation uh, last year with Alabama. So you're, I mean, you're going to have to get Alabama talent though, but at the same time, if you keep those kids in there, you're, you're telling a lot, you're putting a lot of pressure on those teams because the thing is, is that, and you're correct because the, the big point here is that Missouri and Texas A&M have came in and had a bunch of success in your league and they ran, uh, uh, you know, spread offenses, but, there ain't nothing like what what Lincoln is running over there in Norman, and, and and I'll even say Sark. There's nothing like what what Sark was running last year, especially at Alabama. So yeah. it's going to be hell on wheels, you know. As I guess to offer some comedic relief, what I would say is that, you know, I said it on my on my Twitter. I mean, this this got me to actually tweet. I don't even really tweet like that, but this got me to like actually go on Twitter and say some stuff. But this reminds me, I've seen this before, and I don't know how many of your viewers or how many people listen to our podcast are big WWF fans. But back in the day, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall went to WCW as the outsiders. All right. They came there. People stuck their hands out. They slapped their hands. People told them, hey, kiss my baby. They walked right past them. OU and Texas are coming for blood and championships. They're not coming to be all happy because they're in the SEC. If you want that, go to Texas a Go to College Station. That's where they're happy to be in in the uh, SEC. They're happy to have that banner. We don't care about the banner. We want championships. We want to go play with the big boys. This is one thing I would say about Texas and OU. People are acting like, okay, it's sweet around here. Oh, you in Texas, granted, I think it was too far out. They scheduled Alabama and all these teams in the SEC. So it's not like they were ducking them. Ain't like we're scared. scared. Now, just like Kevin Hall, I mean, just like uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall did, they're going over there to raise hell. Let's bring it to you a little bit earlier than what you expected. So this is a thing. You got a big brand and then you got a winning brand. <laughs> now, come on, man! Hey, hey! Don't don't <laughs> hate on that last decade, all right? I was not responsible
1: for Charlie Strong. I was not responsible for for Tom Herman. I right? oh. I'm tired of changing coaches. I right? <laughs> I'm tired of changing coaches. We're gonna be alright, though.
2: <laughs> what's the What's the next one, man? Run Run me to the next one. <laughs> you to fool, the next man! Way.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right, man. So, hey, we all know, we all know, man, that the SEC the tailgating is is off the chain. I mean, to me, it's like none other, man. You know. So, I'm a Louisiana kid. I was born and raised in Shreveport, Louisiana. I can't wait to go down to Baton Rouge. I was anticipating going to Baton Rouge this past year, and then COVID hit. Right. So, you know, what are the matchups that you guys want to see? What's your favorite tailgate that you think that you're going to want to go see in the SEC?
0: Man, I mean, it's well. From what I've seen, it looks like uh, the scene down at Ole Miss, down there in Oxford, Mississippi. Yeah. The Grove is what I believe is what they call it. That that place looks like it's, it's 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 pretty. They got like chandeliers hanging down from you know tents and stuff. You know they got all the, the you know the platters and the the lineups. It's just you're gonna get what you want as far as uh, you know whatever you want to dine on. But then like it just. It just looks like it's a very, you know, kind of a familial uh, atmosphere. So if I was ever going to go, wanting to go tailgating in some kind of a SEC country, I think that'd be an OU, Ole Miss kind of game. But as far as like with like a matchup, this might be, I mean, we've, we've, this team has been in the news just as much as OU and Texas, just because of you know over this last couple of weeks, just because of where you know what happened. And I I, I can't wait to rematch with uh, Texas A and M again. I just oh, man. I mean, out of all the teams, like honestly, I would be more excited going into OU Texas A and M week than than let's say like an OU Alabama week. I don't know I don't know why. I think it's just the fans or something. I just I just
1: now nah, it's I, the it's the history, man. It's the it's, history. It's all
0: it's, the history. It's, it's the trash talk, like because like Alabama's the big dog and everybody knows it. So it's almost like, yeah, it would be very exciting if oh, OU were to win a game like that. But it, I wouldn't have as much fun like on the social side of it, you know, that as I would if you know just beaten down on a And M or something after after all this mess that's that's gone down and after after all the crying they've done, you know. And oh. the, I mean, and they t- they want to talk about like you know. Not being afraid of competition or anything, you know, over this over the last decade. But as soon as this this news broke, the only ones that have been crying and and, and <laughs> complaining and whining out of anybody have been a And M. so, like that's that's the that's the matchup that I just I cannot mm-hmm. wait as soon as, as soon as they finally uh, release these schedules, whenever it is, sometime next year, or the year after. That's I'm gonna circle that one when it, if mm-hmm. if it works out that way because you know they still got to develop. Determine if they're going to do pods or whatnot, but if I think it needs to be on that first schedule, at least if if they can make it happen.
2: Yeah. So what about you, Chris? I guess uh, I was I'm just I was over here thinking the whole time. I was like, all right. So we already own property in Missouri. Uh, We own property (laughs) at College Station. Um, when we go out down there in our second home in Dallas, Oklahoma, to play a Hold on, hold on, player. Hold on, play it. Hold on, play <laughs> hey, hey, it. <laughs> hold on, play <laughs> Look, so we got those three places. I guess, I guess, Nealon Stadium, we own that place now. Ooh. Um,
0: It'd be fun to watch that one. Uh, another, another uh, OU Tennessee.
2: I would say, uh, I well shoot you, I think you were supposed to get that matchup. Was it not? Oh, that's right. It was supposed yeah. to be last
0: season. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I think sure or, yeah, I think uh let's see. I would say probably old miss just because I've heard so much about it. Um as far as like a tailgate. I know, you know, Tuscaloosa, I mean, as hot as it is down there, I still probably wanna go. But I think as far as a matchup, man, I just it's something about you know. I've always thought about okay, what if OU, Texas, and OSU went to uh, to the SEC? Because you got to think about it. You would have Auburn at two thirty coming to Stillwater, and then the eight o'clock ABC game would be uh, Bama coming to Norman, like. <laughs> under the lights the palace on the prairie come on now hey if that don't get you riled up i don't know what will man that, that's 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 boy hey that's hey hey that that gets me riled up right there
1: boy hey i am just you know seth i'm gonna pay back on you man I am so ready for the Texas Texas A and M rivalry to be renewed, man. You know, I got friends with the A and M, and all the smack talk. Y'all don't want it. That, I mean, this is this is prior to the SEC decision, right? And y'all scared, and nah, you guys are scared, and you know, we all know Krista Conte. You know, our AD has basically been trying to get this game on the schedule since he came in. You know, he was telling A and M, "Hey, replace, you know, replace Prayer View with us. You know, do it." <laughs> You know, I mean, honestly, Texas and Texas A&M, that rivalry should have never went away. It should be just like South Carolina and Clemson have every year, right, to where they play every year. It is what it is. It should be the same thing. Texas and Texas you know, A&M should be playing every year regardless of conference. But now I don't think the players are scared, Seth. They've been on Twitter and social media saying, hey, let's bring it. It's the coach. It's the AD. It's the president. It's It's all the decision makers that have been so butthurt, which is, like, really (laughs) been getting at me, man, because this is, like, you guys have talked so much mess about we're not ready to play you guys, and we've been saying that you guys are scared to play us. This just validates um, all Texas and, you know, OU fans' opinions about what A&M was, and I get it. I mean, look, I totally get it. A&M left early. They left to go to the SEC 10 years ago because they wanted to get out of the shadow of us, get out of the shadow of OU as well, because they wanted to find their own footing, right? And they go to the SEC, they get their highest trophy winner, they start to have some, you know, like some kind of success. They have this COVID year here, they finish fifth in the nation. Everything's looking good for them. And as soon as you know they start to recruit better and everything's looking good and grand and great for them, it's like big brother and big cousin come over and say, Hey man, <laughs> hey, bro, we're coming home. We coming <laughs> home, man. <laughs> I was on tour in the military overseas. I'm back home now, baby. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I totally get it why they mad because AM understands the complexity that it is when you have Texas NOU back in your backfield again. They know that they gotta fight for every scrap right now. It's not that they don't like they don't have that one chip to say, hey. Oh, you in Texas. Yeah, I know you've been a Texas fan your whole life. I know OU's balling out of control right now, but they don't play the best talent. They ain't in the SEC. They can't say that anymore. They can't, you they know? can't say that. Nope. They can't yeah. say that anymore. You know, what so happened? huh? I was what just
2: happened? gonna say, I was just sorry to cut you off, but I was gonna say, just look at it right here. Um just pointing back to what Jimbo Fisher said at the SEC uh, you know, uh media days. It really struck me as odd. It really struck me as this is guy maybe, he may be delusional. And it, it really just it offended me. Okay. He had the <laughs> nerve to say, be careful for what you wish for coming into this league. What have you done in the time that you've been there? Okay. You have a 26 and 10 record. First year in the big, I mean in the uh SEC, uh, your first year in SEC as the head coach of Texas AM 2018. You went nine and four, five and three in this league. Let's go to 2019 and see and see uh what your results were. So in 2019, I believe, I believe they went eight and five and four and four in the league.
1: So hey, hey Chris, let me stop you real quick. So they went five and three the first year in the league, and they yeah. had the four cupcake games that they have out of conference every year, right? Yeah. So that's how you get yeah. to see that's the big misconception about the SEC two. They, they, everybody looks at the records and they don't understand that they are one of the only conferences to play four out of conference games because the SEC is so tough. Right. But you play Lamar, <laughs> Prairie View, um, you know, Southwestern, North Dakota state, like I said before and Northern Illinois to the, to the damn Plutonic or something, you know, you know, school. So you play four cupcakes every year. And so every year you got all you need is two games to win in the SEC to get to a playoff, well, no, I'm sorry. Just get to a bowl game. You know, all you gotta win is two games, two games in conference to get to a bowl game. So it oversaturates all their teams. All their teams aren't that good. I mean, let's just keep it real. When you got four out of conference cupcakes, it's easy to go to a bowl game, man. This is what it is.
2: Okay, I'm done. I'm done. So, I'm off uh, my. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead, Chris. Oh, okay, so <laughs> the first game back in 2020. The first game back in 2020, they play Vanderbilt, and they only win by five points. Then they go on the road to Texas A&M, and they get beat by 28 points. The next game, they come back home against, I would say, a sorry Florida team or a good Florida team at the time, depending on the time of the season. They beat them by three points. Then you uh, go on the road and beat Mississippi State. You come back home and beat Arkansas. You uh, go on the road and you blow out South Carolina. Will I mean, we'll must- Everybody down. blows out South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, beat, you, beat, you only beat a terrible LSU team by 13 points. And trust me, you got to go there in the last game of the season, so that would be interesting. You beat Auburn by 11 points, and Bo Picks is there. So, I mean, it's not really <laughs> – and, and, and just to – just to inform your your audience that's what we call him on the horns down podcast bo Picks. we, we will not recognize him by his actual name until he came. I mean look tony romo hey. was like known as apple turnovers where i'm from but hey i'm with you bo Picks.
1: Damn, romo
2: um, <laughs> hey. so then the la- uh, last game of the, the of the regular season and they played a full sec conference they beat tennessee by 21 points and then they ended up uh, beating uh, uh, North Carolina in the bowl game. That doesn't impress me, son. It doesn't at all. I, you know, that famous meme or that famous video that's been going on going around, you know, lately, you're not that guy, pal. You're not. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. Hey,
1: Chris. So, hey, man, let me backdoor that with, um, you know, every time Texas or OU plays a team from the SEC, my AM friends always call me and say, well, Georgia, you know they had like three players missing that game, or they didn't want to be there. Or Florida yeah. last year, they had they had four starters out in that game. So you know, you know, I'm not counting that. Well, a And M, North Carolina was missing three of their top guys last year, and it yeah. came down to the last minutes to win the game. So yeah. I don't want to hear nothing about yeah. these teams didn't didn't want to be there. They didn't have their guys. Mac Brown didn't have literally three of his like go to guys in that game. And they still almost won the game. They not got lucky with that run at the end to win the game. But it is what it is. And also, I don't want to hear nothing about they. They didn't want to be there. They had nothing to play for. Miss me with that. Texas and OU are coming to the SEC. Big brother and big cousin. We coming, and we coming to the barbecue. And we want all the brisket. <laughs> all the brisket and all the ribs. And talking about brisket, since you owe you guys, hey, man, oh tell me and Riley stop boiling them damn briskets, man. <laughs> we don't like no boiled briskets in Texas, man. Uh,
2: <laughs> that brisket hey, looks hey, garbage. You know that.
1: Come on, Chris.
2: I can't it. It. They said he bought the brisket at uh, Austin so <laughs> sure
1: he did. brought it at <laughs> yeah. H-E-B
2: yeah he brought it he brought it at H-E-B down there he brought it back he didn't put it in a cooler on the way back so that's why the texture was a little bit off he odd, didn't let it rest man. in
1: the cooler
2: he didn't let it rest, yeah, he he rest, the rest in the cooler <laughs> yeah he, did, he drove he drove the, he drove uh, six straight hours back to Norman, saying hey it'll be alright it'll be alright just put it in the cooler and we get home <laughs> are
0: we are <laughs> we thinking are we all here thinking that uh Soon as the, uh, OU and Texas enter the SEC, they're going to bump that conference uh, schedule up to nine games, nine conference games for each team. Yeah,
1: yeah, they have to.
0: Like, yeah, you know, I feel like they have to as well.
1: Yeah, they have to. You know, so this leads us to like the next topic, man. Just the pod situation, right? So okay. with the pods, right? They're talking about four different pods, you know. So that's what's been floating around here. So honestly, if it's four pods. You gotta look at that as like the NFC, right? So you got the NFC East, NFC North, the South, and the West. And so in those four pods, you play everybody in your pod, right? right. And then you play two games um, from the other pods. So that gives you nine games right there. Um, so it, it it has to be nine games. We can't do this eight game crap of you know, folks, especially with sixteen teams. You know, come on, yeah. man, you got to get the fans their money's worth, man. I don't yeah. want to see Nickel State play nobody, no more. <laughs> I don't want to see McNeese. I don't. The Citadel. <laughs> yeah, man. They got too much talent. I mean, they got too much talent there in the league and too many brands, man, to where, you know, instead of Nickel State versus Texas A&M, let's do uh, Texas uh, you know, A&M versus OU that week, you know, or or something. Man. We They got to figure out something with that. But, yeah, yeah over to you guys now, man
2: as far as the pod talk i'm not really a big fan of it but i guess if you were asking the question of who should be in the um in, in ou and texas pod i believe you put ou and texas together obviously uh, and a lot of people would say oh well you just throw in texas a&m and missouri and i'm like eh, not no, so bad. No, no
0: no a&m and arkansas a&m and yeah,
2: arkansas I think, yeah i, I think, think arkansas throwing, yeah i think you would throw in texas a&m and arkansas you might be able to get away with throwing in like a LSU? LSU or Mississippi State or Ole Miss. You could throw one of those in there and just say, hey, we're going to put y'all on the gauntlet. You guys got to play each other every year. But, <laughs> I would- um, I mean, realistically speaking, though, you'll probably put Texas, OU, Arkansas, and uh and and Texas A&M in there. I I don't think that it works. I I like the whole idea of just having a straight-up East and West division, having OU, Texas, Texas A&M, Missouri, um, I think uh, LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, if I miss somebody, oh, Arkansas. Put those over there and then put the rest of the guys over there in the East. You already know it's going to be a three-team race each year. It's going to be Alabama, Georgia, and either Florida or Auburn, depending on who's good that who's better that year. It's going to be one yeah. of the, one of those three out of those four teams you know are going to consistently be there, and it's going to come down basically. You say, "All right, OU, you should come out of here because, granted, LSU had an amazing year, an amazing year, not last year, but amazing year. But let's all." Come back to reality and remember that when we weren't sitting on cloud nine watching them, they had some of the worst quarterback play last year. Was one last year? You know what I called last year for LSU? It's a office email with the per usual attached to it. <laughs> per usual, <laughs> per norm. It <laughs> was nothing interesting happening down there. Uh, Brennan, he was terrible at quarterback, and they threw everybody else. I was just like, man, how many quarterbacks does it take to, f- to fix? Me? You know what I mean? Like it just, it just didn't make any sense. And I, I think it really showed um, why a lot of the LSU boosters and a lot of LSU administrators weren't totally sold on Coach O. Mm -hmm. So um, I I, I just would say that, you know, there's some – it's recency bias, obviously, but there's some realistic perspectives that a lot of teams and a lot of fans out there in the SEC need to have about their league and about their own team. You know, it's one of those things where a lot of people like to say, oh, well, the last time OU won a championship was in 2000 and Texas won one in 2004. But I'm like, yeah, but we play for a lot of national championships and we play for more than you guys have. Granted, you could say the league is weak or whatnot. But then again, when you start thinking about it, um, uh, TCU, uh, Texas Tech. Um, K-State, teams like that have actually went down there and beat some of your SEC teams so it's not like the in big bowl games. Yeah, in bowl games early yeah. season Oklahoma games. Oklahoma State too put that in there
1: too. They were kicking butt too man Oklahoma
2: exactly. State. Exactly. Yeah they're so putting I, in work. Yeah so that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that you know you're sitting here talking about OU and this and that and I'm like okay well our our best teams kind of miss each other. They hit and miss. But OU in Texas, outside of the Alabama playoff game and the LSU playoff game, we all know that OU choked that game away, uh, as far as the one against Georgia. And I think 18 Seth, yeah, they choked yeah. that game away. I remember that game. But you're just sitting here just telling a lot of these these SEC fans, like, man, you you guys got to get up off your pedestal and actually realize that hey, there's some juggernauts that's coming to your league. But um, just to the main point, though, I'm not a big fan of the pod talk. I just want to see two divisions, and I want to see us just go at it. The biggest thing is it's just making sure that you have enough games during the season um, that every team intertwines. We do not need to go – I mean, what, what uh, I think the, everybody's on record is saying that um, Texas A&M has been in the SEC for 10 years and has only played Georgia one time.
0: Something like that. One time, yeah, that,
2: Georgia's that never can't. come down to a either. They they've that never been in outfield. That can't yeah. happen. Florida, Florida, Georgia, Auburn, all those teams over there in the SEC. Uh, if they move to the SEC East, they have to make trip annual. Uh, I would say at least one uh, every two years. They have to make an annual trip to uh, to Norman or you know OU has to go and play them. Like it, it, they they can't just miss each other every year like they've been doing yeah. because. That's another problem that I've always had with the SEC. They talk about we're the best and we have this and we have that. Well, your top teams don't play each other year in and year out. There's no reason why Alabama should be really good. And then South Carolina for, I mean, only God knows why they're really good this, uh, uh, this certain year. There's no reason why Alabama should be going there, should not be going there and playing and, you know they played them 3 years ago and so now they can't play them anymore like that makes no sense to me <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah, yeah <laughs> i mean true, I, one thing one thing also that i don't think it's going to i don't i don't see it being uh you know implemented into the sec but one thing that i always liked about the big 12s at least since 2012 to to now uh, the system that the top 2 teams uh, well, I guess since they brought the big Twelve championship back in the 2017, but the top two teams play each other in the, the championship game. And cause that's not always, you know, we see, we see uh, in the ACC, Clemson will be playing uh, like a seven and five pit or something, but that's just yeah. cause they're in the other division and the, but they're not the clearly the second best team in that conference. Same. We, we see that a lot in the SEC as well. You know, Alabama will win the West and, Maybe Auburn was the second best team in the conference that year, but just because they're finishing behind Alabama, Alabama faces a Florida or a Georgia. So it's like, yeah. especially what with adding even more top talent and more teams like you know OU and Texas, it's that I feel like that's going to be more of a, an issue if they if they don't address that in some way to get those top two teams to play each other in the Big Twelve or in the SEC championship game. But it's not something that I hear being talked about, and I don't think. If they, if they, especially if they keep it just divisions, I don't see it. I, I don't see um, that being a, a thing. Like what we do, we would just have to get lucky if the top two teams can meet each other in the in the championship game. But but that's something that I would. It would at least because with the way the SEC is structured as well, it would at least give me some peace of mind knowing that okay, maybe a team had like a really great schedule and they avoided a lot of the big roadblocks. But if they can get to that big game, they still got to prove it against yeah. another team that's at least at that level as well. So that's that's just something that I, I, I would like to see, but it's kind of a pipe dream at this point.
1: Yeah. You know, but that's why, you know, um, I actually like the pods just for that reason because, you know, you play everybody in your pod, and then the other three pods, you play two people on that pod, Every year, you know, so let's say for instance, if you know, like one pod has Mississippi State, Mississippi, Alabama, and Auburn, right? So I would play all my folks, you know, Texas, OU, Texas AM, Arkansas, and then one year I would play Mississippi and Mississippi State, and the next year I would play Alabama and Auburn, and then the third year I would go back to playing Mississippi and Mississippi State. So, you know, I actually like that because. It does, you know, factor in that everybody's going to get to see each other at least once every other year, at least once every other year, and I think that's perfect for the
2: league. Just I mean, you kind of made me a believer in it. I mean, I, I just want to see great matchups year in and year out. I don't want to see Bama get the benefit of the doubt, and and their first six games are uh, uh, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Auburn, on the Citadel, down uh, <laughs> Citadel, yeah, Tennessee.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> they, they play Alabama A
1: and M two years ago, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know, and nothing wrong with it. You know, they're giving the the schools money to come, you know, spar with them, but. Um, yeah. Know, back. just donate the money to the school i mean exactly like, <laughs> yeah
2: like, what to and it's 60 You're something and right. nothing right your sec yeah. schools. hell they should have a, they should have the and sororities down there i uh, donate money you already know trust fund babies down there it's, i mean, i just say it oh um, that's crazy Man, I just like I said, I just want to see great matches. I want to see great football, but I don't want to see anybody duck people also and go on and and win the SEC championship. And you know, I I guess that's me just just being so used to the Big Twelve schedule where you play everybody and you don't yeah, miss round teams. Round, round. You know, right. back in the day when they had the you know the North and South divisions, K State and, and Kansas and um uh. Who else was up there in the north? I mean a lot of those teams they so were like, like all oh, around man. Nebraska. Yeah, uh, yeah, because they uh, were always like oh man, we might can make a run at the Big 12 championship. We don't have OU or Texas on the schedule. Right. Well, we got Texas on the schedule or we got OU on the schedule, we know we're going to lose that game, but if we, you know, scram, you know, get it together, possibly can make a yeah, run at it. it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. where whereas every other team they already knew what was going to happen when they came to Norman and when they went down there to, uh, 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 yeah, i <laughs> get it right. I'll <laughs> but they went down there to that other place down there. Hey, but seriously, though, next, um, I think that, uh, I'm trying to get Seth to go. But I'm going to go to uh, the Red River Shootout, Red River Robbery, whatever they want to call it. Everybody I'm going it, to yeah. Dallas, Oklahoma, yeah. and you are invited, my friend, okay? <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I'm, I've
1: been thinking about going. I've been trying to get my wife to go, man, and she's been wanting to go. And I think this year or last year was the year that it was supposed to happen. Yeah. Me, the wife, my stepdad, and my mom, and then COVID hits. Right, and so you know the wife's freaking out. You know, of course, you know I'm not going. But this year, it's got to be. It's got to <laughs> happen. It's got to yeah. happen. gotta happen, it's gonna be the lot of happen. Man. I got my family too in Dallas. It's got to yeah. happen. This it's this
0: might be, be the last one where it's a pair of Big Twelve teams. You know, it, yeah. next oh, after man. this it might be this 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 might be uh, played on CBS or something. You know, <laughs> <a pair> of,
2: <laughs> you know, hey. <laughs> Just to go back to my WWF reference, OK, I got I, 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 this. I really thought this out. Look, check this out. OK, so you can't tell me that the Big 12 is not scheming with either OSU or, or Iowa State like Vince McMahon and Shawn Michaels were. When Brett, uh, Bret Hart was talking about going to WCW, there's no way you can let Texas or OU leave with the Big 12 championship. It's got to be a screw job somewhere, all right? And I'm just letting y'all know, all you referees, especially especially <laughs> at the Big 12 championship game, I don't care where it is, I was, a referees that's going to ref the Iowa State game, that's going to ref the Texas game, every game, I'm watching all right, my eyes are <laughs> here. I'm watching. There's no screw, no Montreal screw job is going down on my wall. Right. This is a championship year. You heard it here first. OU will be the national championship no. champion in 2020. Not happening. And I and I'll put that Not on Spencer Rap. I'm gonna tell
1: you. Texas won the first Big 12 championship. We're going to win the last Big 12 championship. And then we're going to SEC. I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. We're going to, we're going to set it off and say, we told y'all, now it's time to go get it in in the SEC. Come on, let's have some fun. But that does bring me to my next point, guys. So with us, you know, everybody knowing that we are going to the SEC more than likely next year. How does that play on the field here for Texas and OU this year? My opinion I think the other teams are going to go for blood. I think they about to just come. They ain't caring. Uh, what's a low block? What's a chop? I don't care. <laughs> you know, if, if this is illegal. Y'all leaving us. We don't got no home next year. We're going to the Conference USA. Oh, hell no. We about to chop the leaves out. We're going to do some clotheslines. You know, you know, I just got a feeling that the other teams are out for bloodshed. And not only just the teams, but I think the refs are going to try to kill us too. <laughs> That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Which I thoughts, think,
0: man, I, I definitely agree with. Like, I think every road game this season for o, for OU and Texas, every Big Twelve road game they play, will be like the hot, the most hostile they've seen in years, <laughs> if, if if maybe ever. Because I, like you said, yeah, all these teams, especially let's see, does, does, Te- does Tex- Texas play hard. at uh, is it in Stillwater when Texas plays OSU? Or is that, no, it's play- a, it's, play- at, uh,
2: it's in Austin this year. Okay, okay. Because I was, well, play
0: in Stillwater? So I, I mean, it's, that's that's basically just Norman 2.0. So you know, yes. no, not worried about that one. Honestly. But I just I can see a lot. You know, Ames Ames being hostile. Uh, the the that's gonna be bad the 20% of a uh, capacity filled at Kansas is going to be hostile. I know that's, <laughs> those people, they're still going to, you know, the, the scattered throughout, but the, they're going to be loud. Um, but you no, know, it's, I, th- I think we're de- like, I agree with you for sure. Like we're going to see some, some, the alpha blood is the way to put it is definitely the way it's, um, it, it just makes me even more excited, honestly. Like, I feel like it's like new energy, you know, in this co- cause you know, before it was just kind of just like, ho hum. You know, like it, it just didn't seem like there was the a, a, a fire this, you know, in these last several years on the road. Even though, like, whenever you know a team does pull off an upset against OU or Texas, it's you know the the national championship for them. But it's just yeah. going into those games now, it's going to be it's just there's just a new feeling, the new sense of excitement that that I'm going to be pumped up for. So I can only imagine how the players are going to feel in both OU and Texas and the opponents, or everybody's going to be jacked.
2: I mean, where do I begin? I'm thinking about I'm thinking squarely about Kansas right now (laughs) because I haven't heard anything about Kansas football uh, except for them trying to kill their own teammate because he snitched. That's that's pretty much the only thing I've heard out of that camp. I just can't imagine Kansas coming to Norman or OU going to uh, to, uh, Lawrence this year, and Kansas. Saying, hey, come get a piece of this. And I'm just <laughs> like, You they know won't what I'm saying? Like, seriously. At
0: Midfield, they won't shake their hand like they
2: did bakers. Yeah. Baker. yeah. <laughs> I, we, look, that was crazy. we already know. We already know OU's gonna be up to play a bunch of games. Texas, uh, K oh, like State,
0: oh K State.
2: And Iowa State, okay? I know up there in Manhattan, they want to email and all that stuff right there. You can do that. <laughs> you're going to get punched in your mouth. But I just can't. <laughs> and I know that, Seth, you've said it, that Baylor may be the trap game for OU this year. Yeah. I, I just can't see Baylor, Kansas, uh, Kansas, Texas Tech. I can't see some of these teams coming into Norman and just, you know, Trying to like, hey, yeah, we're out to get blood, we're out to do this. Maybe down there in Austin, but I know Norman, you come around here hey, doing it, you We're gonna put you right in your mouth and see you. We're gonna send you over there to campus corner happy for the wrong reason. All right, because we're gonna put something on your seat. We're not playing with that. I don't worry about I Austin, Austin, Texas no more.
1: I, don't be worrying about Austin, Texas no more. Hey, I done <laughs> talked to you know, I done talked to some folks. You know, they say that the players, let's be honest, you know, I'm going to switch subjects a little bit now. They said the old coaching regime, eh, you know, they didn't get along with the coaching regime, which caused them not to get along with the players. And now it's like it's a whole different field. Probably, I hate to say this, but, you know, I see how Lincoln Riley is with his players. You can tell the players like Lincoln Riley. They like to play for Lincoln Riley, you know, it is what it is. You can tell that they like that offense. They like playing for that team. They like playing for Lincoln Riley. And uh, it's, it's, it's something similar going on right now with with Sark. It's like the players like Sark, you know, and it, it wasn't the same with uh, Herman. They loved Charlie Strong. It's just. Knock on—I mean, I don't like to knock on. Try, try just was a good coach. Yeah, you know, it just, it, it just right. was what it what was.
2: they freaking do? Oh my uh, god! Stark came uh, in and then "Oh, he's so great." Well, I ain't
1: saying nothing about no Sarka no, I'm just saying. Oh man! You know, <laughs> hey, we got stress. we got we got bamboozled with uh, Herman. Okay, uh, oh, <laughs> We got
2: bamboozled. Hey, <laughs> we got bamboozled. Hey. <laughs> Cut the cut the malarkey, man. Okay, we got them boozing
1: with Herman. Game. Hey, I knew I knew we were done with Herman when when Herman came out in the press conference and said he couldn't call plays from the field. I said, "What? You know, <laughs> I need to be in the box." I said, "Fire him! Get him out of here! You,
2: Get him out of here!" Guys, you guys, you <laughs> laugh when y'all let when y'all let Opie run out there with a jersey on to play quarterback. All right. Send Opie <laughs> back to Andy Griffith uh, with, with some candy in his pocket and tell him to sit on the sideline. we're playing football over here. Y'all, I mean, come on, no. man. Casey Thompson, <laughs> shout-out to him for being an Oklahoma product. But, hey, you're in Texas for a reason, buddy, okay? Yeah. Just saying. I don't know. Hudson Card, Casey Thompson – Josh Smith, who is supposed to be Devontae Smith uh, – uh, Josh Moore, excuse me, who's supposed to Moore, be Moore. Devontae Smith 2.0. <laughs> anybody I about don't
1: that? know. No, no. Anybody saying by Josh Moore? That's y'all over there saying, oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's this tall, he this skinny. He got to be Devontae Smith.
2: <laughs> Texas, Texas fans. Texas fans. Mind Texas you, he's a good player. He a good player. Hold on. Smith. Hold on. Look, know. look. Seth, Seth, I'm, I'm about to do something I've never done before. Hold on. Stephen A. Time, look at me. I want the camera on me right now. <laughs> Texas fans, be serious with yourself. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Okay. Oh, Okay. You haven't, okay. You yeah. haven't yeah. been that guy no, in quite a while. Okay. You keep coming you guys, up. You guys coming wait. up here you to Dallas, wait. Oklahoma, talking noise. Be real with yourself. You don't know what you have at quarterback. You're, you're the quarterback that you want to start, he played great against a terrible Colorado team who has been terrible for since they hey, left. The but Big Chris,
1: well, Chris, according to everybody, uh Rattler has played great against terrible teams here in the Big 12. So what's the difference? According <laughs> to according to everybody, right? I mean he's been a okay. little Kansas more. Okay, Kansas but State. there's a difference. Taylor, so. you, see you? you see
2: the talent and you see the arm. Okay, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> But, anyways, <laughs> Texas fans, I want you to pay close attention to what I'm saying right now. Okay.
1: We're gonna, we gonna end the Big 12. We're gonna hey, we started, we, we won the Big 12 the first year. We're gonna win it on the last year. You heard it first here on Nino's Corner <laughs> podcast, and I said it right here in front of Seth and my boy Chris, man. And Spencer Rabbit. Radley- He's gonna go to the league next year with no championship because <laughs> <laughs> the Oklahoma fun. kid, an Oklahoma kid is gonna uh-huh. win the Big Twelve this year wearing a
2: burnt orange uniform.
1: I said, it. you heard <laughs> I you hear don't- it here
2: uh, off, <laughs> I have a really, I have a strong dislike for quarterbacks who have an S curl. Second thing <laughs> is, is this right here. I'm just going to be totally honest with you. Besides Alfred Collins, I don't know what you guys have on defense. Your secondary, a lot of them have either graduated or went on to the league. That's great. Let's look, Let's look uh, at your Sean.
1: Let's look at your Keandre Coburn. Yes. On same
2: names that don't produce. Okay. Keandre same one that do produce.
1: Come on. Okay? Alfred Collins
2: is a beast. Also, is that guy in the middle, man? I'm telling you. Also, also Texas I don't know what you have offensively as wide receivers outside of Josh Moore I don't know any other names out there running back room you got to understand Texas the uh the first two games of the season you guys are going to get tested okay that's going to be great film for us to use later in the season because you we got Louisiana, go have no you have, you have Louisiana coming in and then you go to Fayetteville that is not going to be a cupcake game they're going to load the box with athletes and tell you you're going to have to make passes on this man-to-man uh defense if they decide to uh to run anything else but that 426, I believe, that they're running or that that whatever they're running. But still, you guys get what I'm saying. When you're sitting out there and, and, and you have B. John Robinson, who is special. Nobody denies that. Should have been at OU. No. But <laughs> no. You no. sit there and you say to yourself, you sit there and say to yourself, they're gonna lo- everybody's just gonna load the box. Everybody's going to load the box and force these quarterbacks to make big time throws. Even the simplest of throws would be big time. So it's out of the gates, it may be slow. You guys can potentially go three and no but you guys can also go one and two with your only win coming against rice. I want you to think about that, Texas fans. I want you to think about that happening.
1: Not gonna happen. All right. I'm gonna do my Stephen A moment. No, no, I'm not gonna do no Stephen A. I'm gonna do Club Shay Shay right now. I'm gonna do Shannon Sharp. We're gonna go to Club Shay Shay right now. Okay? Skip. Club Skip. <laughs> Chris, you don't believe the words that are coming out your mouth, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna win the big play. We're gonna, I'm telling you, man. It's I'm telling you. Oh, you fans, just understand. That you guys know, we're gonna win it this year. It is what it is. I get you can count on your fingers. You can count the years we had Charlie Strong and Tom Herman. You can count the years. <laughs> just just count. Hey, Charlie Strong. You can count Herman. Neither one of them in college football no more. Strong uh left here, went to South Florida and lost. Took a Whoa. tagger team that was eleven one and brought them down to what were they four? And oh, I don't want to talk about Strong anyway. <laughs> We get it. We had two bad coaches in a row. We get it. Now, I understand Steve Sarkeesian has not proved as a head coach as of yet. No.
2: But, no. No.
1: But also, Lincoln Riley wasn't either a few years ago. And we're going to make this thing happen, man. We're going to make this thing happen. Don't worry about us. We're going to win the Big 12 this year. We're going <laughs> to win it in the last year the Big 12 to say we closed this out with Texas doing this thing and then we're gonna go to the SEC and whoop y'all, and mop y'all on the floor over there too. I said it, you heard it
2: here, Club Shay. Shay it is what it is. So, <laughs> so Seth, Seth, what I'm thinking is, is that the loser of the Red River robbery, that person has to wear a uh, the opposing team's uh, shirt. <laughs> don't know, oh no! Take a picture. Come on, it. shirt.
1: Yeah, man. Picture. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't do best
2: like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting like, you know. There's a you know, I'll keep it PG because you know your I audience sure. out there is watching <laughs> that uh but I mean seriously though, you know, and you know, we joke and everything, but I always just say that it means a lot this year for OU at Texas to do really good and go out on a on a good foot because yeah. on their on their best note, because the thing about it is is that you wanna go out. Even if you don't win the play uh, the uh, the championship, we all know that oh you and Texas should be playing for the Big Twelve championship. But you got a team called Iowa State that's down there that uh, you guys got to deal with. But you you say that you know you want to do really good. You want to be one of the hottest teams coming out of uh, of this season right here, going into next season. Because the biggest thing is is that you. I think that they will be because they're ESPN guys. But you want Herb Street, you want Pollock, you want uh, Chris Fowler on those night games. You want Reese Davis. You want all. You want Desmond Howard. You want Joel Klatt. You want all of them. Basically saying like, yeah, there's no way that OU and Texas go there. And they have lopsided, lopsided uh, win and loss lost totals. Like you, you want to have that because it looks great on you going there. You want to be the guy. That people say that was a calculated move, that was a strategic move, and you know what? They knew what they were getting themselves into. You don't want to be that team like Texas A and M and Missouri who went there and they were head, oh, they were over their heads. Because we all know that Missouri would rather be in the Big Ten right now if they could be instead of being in the SEC. I don't think well, anybody doubts that. It fits
1: them perfectly. <laughs> it fit, yeah, it fits them
2: perfectly.
1: Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, they're like right there in the recruiting landscape, right there. Like they have no recruiting bed. Like Missouri has no recruiting bed in the SEC. Like no. they're a
2: perfect fit for the Big Ten. ever since ever since Gary Pinkle left, I mean, that was pretty much it. I That's mean, it. it was a done deal. He was Mizzou, and him and Blaine <laughs> Gabbert were Mizzou. How he worked mag- magic and miracles with that guy, I don't know. Chase but still, yeah, Chase. Chase, Chase Danny Danny Danny. still got a Chase job Danny. in the league, man. Was a <laughs> he got some rings. He got, he got like a couple Chase rings. Still a, he still got a job in the league, don't he? Hey, <laughs> yeah. I'll have <hold> a clipboard <laughs> right now. That Hey, yeah, i mean, I'm with Ain't it. nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> at all. With That's the best job in the
1: world. Backup quarterback. <laughs> <Yeah>. Best job. <laughs> hold the clipboard and hope he don't play.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're on the sideline throwing up signs the whole time. Like, yeah. Your wife come in <laughs> and say, "Hey, what are you doing in the mirror?" I'm like, "Hey, hey, I got a job. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> I got to
1: act like I'm working." <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey man, this is gonna be a good season though, man. uh yeah, yeah, we gotta do this yeah. again, man. I enjoyed yeah. this thoroughly, man. I really yeah. enjoyed it, man. You guys are awesome, man. We gotta do this, uh, you know, you know, you know just more often, just the uh, the YouTubers and the podcasters, man. But yeah, this was awesome, man. Um, I think Texas, I think OU, I think we're gonna do well. You know, um, you know, I put some, you know, you know, on my last podcast basically stating that um, you know, I, I think Texas AM went to the SEC too early. Uh, you know, I think I think they went to the right conference too too soon. You know, um, with Johnny football emerging in twenty twelve, I thought if A and M would have stayed in the Big Twelve, they'd have ran the Big Twelve that year. It would have happened. They'd have been undefeated, probably. And they're probably playing for a national championship. And all it takes is some magic for one game. One game, right? One game. And they beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa that year, right? So who's to say that they couldn't beat anybody on a neutral field, you know, with Johnny Football, who, let's just keep it real. When he let him hang, he let him hang. It was what yeah. it was. He, he balled, right? So and
0: they, beat, they beat OU in the Cotton Bowl. That, that, yeah. That, 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 I would just
2: say LSU, though. <laughs> He couldn't beat LSU any any of the years that he was in college football. Just throw that that's, out to you guys. That's that's true. That's true. That's true. But
1: but I I think they could have had a and and an honest opportunity to play for a championship. They left too early, uh, and I think Texas and OU are making the move right at the right time. It is the perfect time because not only does it it. It puts us in the best conference, right? Um, but it also takes the luster off of the guys who left early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who left too early. It takes the luster off of their best season that they had in years. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I honestly think that this is the perfect move for Texas and OU. I think both teams are going to do well. I'm excited to see the brands go against some of the, you know, that, you know, the Bamas and the Auburns and the LSUs. I can't wait for it. I think we're going to be in for a roller coaster ride, guys, yeah. in the next couple of years.
2: And and last point last point I'll make on that is that the twelve team playoff Ooh. the fact that now you can go in there and legit just say like hey I may drop a game or two in the SEC but I'm going to get that SEC nod simply because I play in the SEC yeah. um, so I think that one of the one of the things that the SEC is basically doing and and, and I think that it just allowed me to go ahead and, say, and uh, make this point right here. When you look at what OU and Texas have done and what the SEC has done as well, it's what we call it in the legal world is posturing. So um, you posture like yourself in a way that kind of sets you up long term, basically. So what they're doing is is basically what the SEC is basically doing in the overall scheme of things is posturing themselves to say, you know what, we don't really need the NCAA. We can mm-hmm. go and play our own, our own schedule, our own season, and just think about this. So I was telling my uncle yesterday, Seth. I think you'll like this. If you had uh, Michigan, Ohio State, let's throw in a, a o, o, uh, like an OSU, and let's throw in a USC, okay. That's six more teams, and that gives you what, 20 teams? I believe, be, or something like that. Well, if you had 20 teams in that conference, 20 legit teams, okay, on top of what you had, uh, you know, right now, you could potentially say, all right, we'll have our own super conference. We'll have our own championship league. So, what we'll have, we'll have the top 10 teams in the league will play a playoff for the, let's just call it the super championship. Then the lat, the bottom half of the ten teams, you would say, you know what, you're still going to get your piece of the pie, uh, piece of the pie, because we're going to have another ten game like NIT playoff system set up to where the lower half teams will still have something to play for, um, and you will be able to maximize each school's ability to profit off of that because you can still host um, home home site games, and you can even say, hey. Let's go get some of these uh, these bowl games to buy into it. Hell, we'll go play in the Music City Bowl with one of these like lower league teams. People will still want to go to Detroit to see Ole Miss and and, uh, Mississippi State play the Egg Bowl one more time. That's just a bonus for them. Get what I'm saying? You may not sell out the seats, but it's the fact that you'll still have bodies in seats that is going to be attractive. So the SEC is just posturing themselves to potentially go out on a limb and say, you know what? We don't need you anymore. We have Ohio State. We have Michigan. We have Clemson. What do we need the NCAA anymore? You guys go ahead and play your 20 team um, uh, playoff. We're going to have two where we split it up. I think that would be a great idea. And money wise and numbers wise, it just makes sense. So when you look at this, it's just all about posturing how you're doing it. When you look at OU in Texas, it's all about posturing. They're putting themselves first and saying, you know what? We've been uh, making good money in the, in the Big 12. Now we can go make great money. But on top of that, we're posturing ourselves to go and potentially win the SEC and also um, get in on their recruits, get in on their regions, get on their TV markets, get in our brand to go Uh, Even more national than what it was, because you got to think that um, teams like like Vandy, even though Vandy is terrible. You still are smack dab in the middle of Nashville. People are going to want to automatically you want to attract them. And the thing about it is I know we've had talks about legislatures and all the rest of this stuff. Um, a state like Oklahoma that doesn't thrive all that well financially anyways, this helps us more than it hurts anything. And I think Bob Soup was talking about that today, but it, it helps. When you're in a sales tax-driven like state, when you're talking about numbers and everything, it just makes it all – it makes it worth it having Bama, Auburn, LSU, Texas A&M now and – Do I ever think that we would have a home and home with them? No, but what if Texas came to Norman one day, you know, for a game? What if what if what if OU went to Austin? You know how crazy that would be? It'd be nuts. It'd be nuts. Crazy. So it's just it's a thing that people have to understand. This is all about. This is not only about money, but this is about posturing yourself to potentially go above and beyond what the expectation that you already had for yourself was. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty much my little spiel on that.
1: I'm with you, man. I call it the 40-year decision, not the four-year decision. It's the 40-year decision, and it's the SEC, like you're saying, making that 40-year decision to where I got a feeling, this is just my opinion, that um, you're going to have – it's going to be east versus west. And I mean not just southeast versus west. I mean east versus <laughs> west as far as college yeah. football. And you're going to look at teams where it's going to be split right down the middle of Central Texas on over – and then over to the West, where you're going to have two conferences that play and and and, and just thug it out and play each other, and <laughs> then come down to the best team on the East, plays the best team from the West, and you play for basically a Super Bowl. You know, because the, let's, let's keep it honest. With the NIL right now, it is basically making college football, which is what it's always been, a minor league for the NFL. That's all it yeah. is. And it's now fun. these people get paid for it. And so now there is no incentive for these teams to stick with the NCAA. Just like you said, Chris, they can do their own thing and go above and and just beyond the law on anything that they want to do to impose on the teams. The teams can do their own thing and start their own league and just make a lot of money doing it too.
2: (laughs) Make a lot of money doing it. A lot of money. A lot of money. It's the name of the game. It's the name of the game.
1: Well, cool, guys, man. Anything else you guys want to add, man? We're like an
2: hour and a half in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. Nah.
2: Hey, just uh well Seth, Seth, go ahead and plug yourself, man. You always
0: Okay, well yeah. Um you can find uh some of my writings and such over at Crimson and Cream Machine. You can also find me on Twitter at Seth Oliveris or I, would, I pretty much keep it like 99% uh OU stuff and then, and then I'll talk about just, you know, the current events of college football, so obviously this is what we're talking about right now. But, uh, yeah, you know, we're getting close to football season, so things are going to be heating up all over the place. So, yeah, you can catch me on over there, and, uh, well, we can can chop it up.
2: Hey, you can uh, find me at Chris with a K. The way that my name is spelled on here, that is actually how you spell it. Texas fans, if you come for me in the comments, I will come back. But, (laughs) uh, again, that's Chris with a underscore K. So yeah, go ahead. I know the jokes are gonna come in. He can't even spell his name right. Why is he talking about Texas? I'm ready for it. All right. <laughs> but uh uh Seth and I, hey, we're we're happy that you let us on the show. We yeah. uh yeah, we we oh, so uh glad. we run a we run a podcast called Horns Down Podcast. We'll send you the link if your if your link is in the video or so, <laughs> but yeah, we'll see the link, but yeah, everybody follow us on Twitter and um i mean seth has amazing content for sure and uh you know just yeah follow us and um listen to the podcast we talk we talk weekly about everything we have you know guests on our show we will have to have you on the show um but yeah we drop we drop a lot of content we drop some good content i believe and um we've been talking about a lot and you know for everybody wants to hear everything about the boomer sooner nation then uh you know come and come and get us and hey hey I hope when Texas wins the championship this year, I hope someone goes up to the mic and says, we're back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Hook them all day long, man. Appreciate you guys, man. I'm in this podcast. I always tell all my listeners, man, do you, man. Don't be afraid to fail. I grow your environment. understand your brilliance, man. On that note, Nino's Corner, we're out, man. We're out.